When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up? So shout out to Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard for rights to use our new intro song. And as I, as always, I'm sure there will be some that love the new intro and there's going to be some that hate it and them's the bounces. So sometime, but welcome everybody. Justin Short here with my good buddy, Derek Williams. Hey, 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 Derek. So we're in week 100, I think of the coronavirus shutdown. At least it feels like that at times. Derek, how are you holding up? What have you guys been doing during this time? Yeah, overall, we're doing pretty well. It's definitely been a roller coaster of emotions. You know, it kind of depends on the day. There are times where I really enjoy the downtime and extra family time, but there's definitely times where I miss doing some of the things that are more in our normal routine. I miss going to the gym, but I've been running a lot more and have kind of done a few virtual challenges with friends. So that's been kind of fun. The kids are doing well. My wife was a teacher before we had kids and she's thought about homeschooling at times. So it's been fun to kind of for her to kind of experience that and to see some of the pros and cons. But how about you? How are you guys doing? Same thing as you 24 seven. I'm doing workout challenges with my friends via zoom. And really that's all I've been doing with my time. So let's go ahead and move on. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, we're doing really well. You know, I work from home. My wife already homeschools. So not too much has changed in those respects. We've been on a pretty tight lockdown for two or three weeks now. But like the week before all this really started to hit and blow up, we moved into our new house, which was actually great timing because it's forced us to unpack things and set up and get settled. So that's been good. But all in all, even though there are plenty parts I really don't like about the shutdowns. Most, if not all of those things are out of my control. So I've been focusing on what I can have some control over and that's our own health and just spending quality time together with the kids without distractions of baseball, rock climbing, friends, piano, golf, all the different crap the kids do. But I just don't want to, I just don't want to look back and feel like these two months or however long it is or isn't, was wasted time. Yeah. A week or so ago, I was, I was telling Jenny, this may be the only time in our life where the whole world is literally like put on freeze and we just get to focus solely on our family. So it's actually kind of a cool idea when you think about it in that light, that this could be kind of a once in a lifetime situation that we get to live through and experience. Yeah. Yeah, we've said similar things. Definitely probably the most consecutive time we've all been at home together, you know, and had dinners at night together in a row. So better take advantage where you can take advantage. And all you can do is all you can do. And I'm I'm not gonna sit back and play a victim during this time. Crap happens to all of us in life. And the fact that it does or doesn't doesn't define us, but what we do with that crap is what defines us. So Anyways, let's talk about some dentistry. We've had some people reach out to us 
before on the topic we're going to touch on today. And someone did just recently, and that was enough to make us say, let's go ahead and discuss it now. While most everyone is sidelined a bit, so there shouldn't be any knee-jerk reactions if you decide to move forward with something we discuss. And the topic is bonuses. And we usually suggest one of three bonus systems, and obviously there are plenty more, but those are what we're going to focus on today, and then the pros and cons of each. So let's jump right in, because I've got a, a virtual workout with some of my friends after this, so I want to want to keep it moving along. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I'm just glad you got that. So the first is what I call, or we would call a tiered system. Basically, if you hit a certain amount of production or collections, or what I did, take an average of each, the team gets a set amount. For example, we hit 80,000, all the team members get 100 bucks. If we hit 85,000, everyone gets 150 bucks, and so on and so forth. This bonus system is fairly vanilla, but the pros are it's easy to implement, it's straightforward, can be effective, etc. One of the cons, in my opinion, is it doesn't take into account overhead, especially team overhead. And there is delayed gratification. If it takes you a few months to work up to hitting that bonus amount, it may become too theoretical for the team, and they may lose momentum and or interest. Thoughts here, Derek? Yeah, I used this bonus system, but I used it more as a stepping stone to get to the 20% bonus system, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. I knew that I wanted to get my payroll at 20%, which is essentially what the 20% bonus system is. And like I said, we'll talk about that, but I wasn't quite there close enough and in my opinion, that system is one of the best, but you can't always jump right into it. And so I'll share a little bit more of my thought process after we go through the other bonus systems. But I agree with your thoughts here. This one is nice because it's very simple and straightforward. You can kind of set whatever numbers that you want to hit. If you're averaging 60, then you could set that amount at 65 or 70. So it's it's kind of nice to have control and to be able to make some changes and change things up quickly. So that was number one, the tiered system. Number two is the grab bag. And how this works is basically you set your daily goal of let's say 10 to 20% above what you hit on an average day. And when the team hits that daily goal, they get to grab out of the bag which is filled with five, tens, twenties, maybe a 50 every once in a while for fun at the end of the day or the next morning when everyone gets back. So for example, let's say your office hits the goal on Monday. Your team at the end of the day would get to draw out of this theoretical bag with dollar bills y'all in it. And then if they hit it on Tuesday, they get to draw twice from that bag. If they hit it Wednesday, they draw three times and it starts over each week. So obviously if you've hit it two or three days in a row and, you know, let's say you got one more day in the week, there's a lot of incentive to let's figure out to hit this goal because we're drawing three or four times on this bag. So 
if we go, just to be clear, we go into more detail of all these in TLP Academy, but no one wants to listen to a two-hour podcast on bonuses. So we're trying to hit the high points and kind of just talk through the options. So moving on with the grab back, how does that increase? After you've hit the bonus level, more than 50% in a month, the daily goal goes up for the next month. So let me let me just clarify that for anyone that's listening. So if your daily goal is, let's say it's 5,000 and there's 20 working days in a month, if once you get to a month where you hit that 5,000 goal 10 times or more, then it's time to raise that goal to 5,500 or 6,000 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Thanks for explaining. Biggest pro for me on this system is the lack of delayed gratification. You hit the goal today, you get more money today. And it builds that connection in the brain very quickly, which is what we want to do. The team sees the fruits of their labor very quickly. Cons, in my opinion, it's a little bit more labor intensive, making sure that that bag is stocked all the time, gathering everyone up at the end of the day, etc. But either way, it can still be very effective, especially as your team members make that correlation in their brain between you hit the goal, you get paid, you hit the goal, you get paid. How about you, Derek? What do you think? Yeah, I haven't personally used this bonus system, but I've had several clients that have used it and they've enjoyed it. The only other downside I would add is that I've seen sometimes team members can get petty about different amounts of rewards for different team members. I think it's important that if you do choose to implement this type, it's good to have a team that's a little more happy-go-lucky type, or at least have some discussion beforehand and let them know that some days they'll get more, some days they'll get less, but overall things will even out. But this is a fun way to do this and, and get a quick reward. Yeah. And there are a few things in life that I dislike more than a team member who still finds a way to complain about getting a bonus. <laughs> yeah. If you draw a 10 and someone else draws a 20 and you complain about it that day, like the next thing I'm hoping you draw out of that bag is a punch to the throat. So just keep it a PC. The third bonus system we're going to discuss, and this is what I used for most of my career, is the 20% bonus system. And this is what you mentioned you use this right also, right, Derek? Yes. This, I believe, is the most bona fide bonus system. Wow. Bonafide bonus system. That's hot. The idea behind this system is you're locking your team overhead in at 20%. It should never go higher and it should never go lower. So what you do is you figure out what your team overhead is. All the costs involved with having a team, payroll, taxes, 401k match. If you give them a uniform allowance, that would go in there. All their associated costs. Let's say you do that arithmetic and it comes out to be $15,000 a month. Then we take that $15,000 and multiply it times five, which comes out to be $75,000. Because we multiplied it times five, we know that when the average of production collections hits $75,000, your team overhead is right on the dot at 20%. We call this number your BAM, bare butt minimum. If you're below that number, 
your $15,000 of team overhead is higher than 20%. And when you're over $75,000, team overhead gets diluted and we know you're under 20%. Hopefully that makes sense. Since our goal with this system, the way we're describing it, is to keep team overhead at 20%, the bonus given out is 20% of whatever you do above that 75,000, that BAM number. So if your average of production collections for the month is less than 75,000, there's not going to be a bonus because team overhead is above 20%. But if you do, let's say $90,000 average production collections for a month, your team members would split 20% of the difference between 90,000 and 75,000. So let's go through it a little bit more granularly. If your average of production collections is $90,000 for a month and your BAM is $75,000, we have a $15,000 difference because your actual numbers are $15,000 over BAM. Makes sense. You hit 90, BAM's at 75, 90 minus 75 is 15,000. We then take 20% of that 15,000, which is $3,000. And that gets divided amongst your team members as the bonus. And by doing that, your team overhead stays at 20%, which is our gold standard. I know, especially on a podcast, listening to that arithmetic may sound, make it sound more difficult than it is. It's really not. So let me, let me just share it in my own words real quick. And just to kind of give listeners kind of a, a recap summary of what you just said. Essentially, the goal of this system is to keep staff overhead at 20%. So you have to get to the point of it being at 20%. So like you said, the first step is to figure out what that number is for you. If you figure out that your all your staff costs are coming out to be 15000 a month, you multiply that number by five to get to what number you need to be at in order for your staff overhead to be at 20%. So in this scenario, you multiply 15,000 by five to get to 75,000. So if you produced every month, you were right at 75,000, your staff overhead will stay at 20%. Therefore, if you can produce anything above that, your overhead would theoretically, your staff overhead would, would go lower than 20%. But in this situation, what we're doing is we're saying that staff is going to share the excess beyond that. So in what you shared, if you have 90,000 for the month, we're taking the difference between 75 and 90, which is 15. And we take 20% of that 15, which is 3000. And that gets divided between everyone. And then that's still in that scenario, that's allowing you to still keep your staff overhead at 20%. Thank you. I know it's good to hear different ways. And I know it can get convoluted as you try to explain it over the airwaves. Let's go through some of the pros with this system. My absolute favorite result of this bonus system is that once you start doing numbers like we just went through, when you are able to give $3,000 in bonuses per month cumulative between all team members, or maybe even higher, I had many months where each of my team members each of my five team members would get over 2000 bucks each. 
What happens when you get to that level is what happens if you have to add another team member? You know, you're growing, you're getting busier, and you need to add someone. In theory, it often doesn't cost you a dime because all it does is increase the BAM because your team expense is going up, which in turn will lower the amount of bonuses given out. In the example we just went through, you could afford to pay someone new, a new team member, $3,000 a month before it ever cost you a penny. And that's nice insulation. There were many times in my office when we would be getting really busy and I'd sit down with my team and flat out tell them, hey, we're doing great, but I know everyone is working pretty hard. We can add a new team member, not a problem, but it will decrease your bonuses as a result. They understood how the 20% bonus system worked. You know, and I'd ask them, is that trade-off worth it to you? It didn't matter to me either way. It's going to cost me the same amount either way. And unless I felt not having that team member was really holding us back, in which case I would make the executive decision. But for the most part, the team always agreed to step it up and keep getting the bigger bonuses. And as long as I felt like they were stepping it up and that wasn't holding us back, I was okay with that. Can I add something in here? I really would rather you not. I mean, I'm really on a roll here, Derek. No, I'm joking. Go for it. No, I'll I'll check back in. You let me know. (laughs) Okay. So also the flip side of what I really like about this is that if you decide, like you said, if you felt like not having a team member is holding you back, you can actually use the bonus situation to kind of help explain that to the team as well. You can say, look, we really need to bring someone else on and they'll understand that maybe that first month their bonuses are going to be lower. But if you can explain and show how adding one more team member is going to raise the ceiling and allow you to produce and collect more, it should theoretically increase their their bonus amounts if it's working in the right way. So one thing to keep in mind, but what I love about that is that they start to see that through the eyes of an owner a little bit. So it's really cool that way. Yep. And that kind of ties in the next pro that I like about the system, besides the obvious of keeping your overhead in check, is that it gives the team some ownership feeling in the practice, just like you mentioned. Hey, you guys are splitting 20% of everything this practice is bringing in. And at least with my team, I feel like that gave them a big sense of pride. They took their responsibilities seriously and they worked hard for the practice to do well. And a team that is getting bonuses like this is very unlikely going to leave you and go somewhere else and make the kind of money that they have the at least have the potential to make when you're using that bonus system. So Derek, we mentioned you use this system Anything you want to add to the pros of it? Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about a couple things, but my second full year owning my practice, we increased production and collections by about 200,000. We went from 1.3 to 1.5 million while also cutting out a day a week. After reaching that, I had several people ask me, they said, if you could pick one thing that you implemented in that year that you know, that helped you to, to get that increase, what would it be? And after really looking back, if I had to only pick one thing, my answer is the bona fide 20% bonus system. 
the greatest benefit that I saw. Can we just make a rule here that we're not allowed to use the word bona fide on our podcast anymore? I, I think I think the audience is just getting feel a little awkward. <laughs> no, I was just I was just warming up. I'm just starting to like it. Perfect. All right, continue. <laughs> so the greatest benefit that I saw in that year with this system was that like I said before, my team members really started to view the practice through the eyes of an owner. Because they were getting part of the profits, they really cared about where our numbers were. And because they really cared where the numbers were, they wanted to know what they could do individually to change that number, to make it bigger. I always make a point to bring this up at the beginning of each meeting and training. And I got this idea from you, Justin, but I tell my team at the beginning of every meeting, I say, I have two goals for our practice to treat our patients better than any other office. And second, for all of us to be better paid than any other office. And I'm not shy about these goals. They are the foundation for why we want to improve and grow our office. So at the beginning of every meeting, I will reiterate those two goals, and then I will segue into our topic for the day. I will explain to them how what we are training on will help us treat patients better and to increase our bonus amount. And it definitely increases their attention to whatever I'm going to be training on when I I put it in that light. But by the time that I implemented this bonus system, I had already been training my team for over a year and I felt pretty good about our progress and their performance. But this bonus system really helped us to kick it up a notch and to take it to the next level. They already knew what their jobs were, but they started to see the importance of it more. So instead of going through the motions, taking pictures and explaining work that they needed, patients needed, they went above and beyond. They did more. I could tell, you know, they, they really wanted to see patients follow through with choosing the best treatment options and, and getting that treatment done. It really, in my experience, it changes the whole mood in the office when we are all working together to reach goals and we know what the reward is going to be. Yep. Good stuff. And I even touch on that. I'm going to touch on that even a little bit more, but everything you brought up is good points. You know, the more we can get an ownership attitude from anybody in our office, the better. So cons, let's talk about the cons. Cons, I think first is for it to work. You have to get your team overhead at or within striking distance of 20%. Some of you are 30% plus, in which case other things need to be improved before you would go with this bonus system, obviously. Next, depending on how you look at it, writing a five to $10,000 worth of bonus checks a month may be mentally tough for you. But you have to think, if you're writing those kinds of bonuses, you're making a lot of money and likely have a very good team, which is making your life pretty darn good. Thoughts, Derek? Yeah, I would remind listeners to not get hung up on the numbers here. The numbers are important and you can't implement this unless you understand all the numbers very well. But you could theoretically set your own numbers. This doesn't happen often, but some dentists might have a very lean office and their payroll might already be at 15%. 
Well, guess what? You could do a 15% bonus system and run it exactly the same way as we've just described, just with a different percentage. And vice versa, if you wanted to choose a number higher than 20, you can do that as well. You just won't be quite as lean as we think you could be. But there's nothing to say that 20 is the best number. I like it and it's what I'm sticking to, but it doesn't have to be that way for for everyone. That being said, don't use that as as an excuse to not get it lower. If there is an area that dentists across the board could lower their overhead, it would be by having more efficient, productive, well-trained employees. And when this happens, their payroll percentage will go down. Right. You're totally right on what you just said. The bonus system will work at other percentages, but don't use that as an excuse making it the 25% bonus system on a $1.5 million practice will cost you $75,000 a year. That, depending on how you look at it, that's a paid off rental house property bringing in $800 a month. You know, you pocket that extra 5% in 10 years, you could have $8,000 a month showing up in your mailbox whether you get out of bed or not, all based on that measly 5%. So obviously that's just an example, billion things you could do with that extra money, but don't kid yourself and say, oh, um, you know, it's going to be hard to get to 20%. Yeah, it is hard. Being in the top one, 5% of income earners in dentistry is hard. That's why it's, they're the top. So bottom line, push yourself. Don't don't just pick something comfortable and say, oh, this is good enough. Right. Yeah. Great point. You talked about a con being having to write large bonus checks. And to your point, sharing that, you know, that may be hard for some docs to write those kind of checks, but remember that you're making a lot of money. To be honest, it was a little hard for me to stomach during a few of those months when we hit huge bonuses with the 20% bonus system. But I have to remind myself that we reached those numbers because we were all pushing ourselves to the max. Implementing this type of bonus system can give the energy and motivation for team members to go the extra mile in many little ways that will compound and make a huge difference in the amount you produce and collect each month. So yes, I might have to give a 5,000 bonus to the team one month, but in reality, what that means is that we went the extra mile and got another 25000 of money into the practice. And if I could, I would pay 5000 every month to get 25000 back. Yep, definitely. Good points. Now, just a few general thoughts in regards to implementing a bonus system. And you kind of alluded to this and talked on it a little bit earlier, but I still want to make sure we hammer this point home. And that is... You have to milk it. You can't just go in one day and say, good news, everyone. Starting next month, if we hit 80000 a month, each of you is going to get an extra 100 bucks. Good luck. Don't do that. That's lame. And it mitigates what your ultimate goal is, which is to build your practice and put more money in your pocket. When rolling out a bonus system, like I said, you have to milk it in the way of having a meeting, explaining the bonus system to your team. Let them know where you're currently at and where you'd like to get to in terms of 
numbers or efficiency or what other metrics you're using. And then, and this is the most important part, go through the ways in which they can increase their performance so that you can achieve your bonus goals. And this likely will not all be done in one day, but it's a good time for you to say, okay, let's go through ways we can improve this practice and then work through them all together. You know, at at front desk, we can be doing this and this better. And this is how we do that. This is where I want us to improve. And this is specifically how we improve. You have to show them how you want them to improve. Don't just say, we want to get better on our phone calls. We want to get our collections up. Show them how they do that. In hygiene, you don't just say, hey, we can be doing this better, selling more perio, more co-diagnosis, selling fluoride. And then you go into, this is how we do that. Show them how to do those things. And you walk them through those areas so that their performance improves in those areas. And that's what drives the numbers. And number two, bonuses are not just for doing your job. Bonuses are for going above and beyond, pushing yourself, learning a new skill, or improving on an old skill, improving and striving to hit that bonus threshold. Otherwise, you're just increasing your overhead and it's costing you money. If you have a team that cannot rise to the occasion when you roll this out and get on board with the idea that they have a boss who wants to pour into them and improve their performance and as a result, reward them better financially, then you don't just say, well, I guess a bonus system doesn't work for our office. No, with the right leadership, a bonus system will work if you have the right team. If you tolerate a lazy team who just wants to do enough to get by, you're right. It won't work. First, you need to work on your leadership because everything in your office rises and falls on your leadership. Then you have to have the balls to make sure you have the right team in place. And the team member you're thinking about right this second that you're trying to ignore in the pit of your stomach is probably the one that needs to go in or be replaced. And really my final thought is a good bonus system will make you money, not cost you money. Derek, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, a few things come to mind. First, I recommend any time that you implement a new bonus system that you share with your team that this is subject to change at any given time. Let them know that a bonus system is there to help everyone push the limits to reach a higher level. And at some point, that baseline will be raised. This really applies to the first two bonus systems. With the 20% bonus system, there really is no cap. But just by letting them know that you may decide to change things up in the future, if you want to change things, you're preparing them for that now. Second, a big question is when to implement a bonus system and which one should you start with? In my opinion, there's no one cut and dry answer here. It depends on your practice, where your payroll is at, how much you think you can grow your production and collections, what kind of team you have. There's a lot of different variables there. But I'll just share, for me in my practice, I knew that I wanted to get to the 20% bonus system. I believed that it was the best. 
when I started looking at it, my my staff total benefits came to about 25%. So I knew that I needed to cut it down a bit before implementing the 20% bonus system. Let me put it another way. If I would have implemented the 20% bonus system right there when we were at 25%, it would have been very difficult to hit any bonus for the first few months. And I don't want to implement something that is not going to be rewarding effort for a very long time. So I implemented the first bonus system that we talked about, the tier-based system. And I use that, like I said earlier, as a stepping stone in order to get our, to increase our collections and productions to get our staff benefits and our staff overhead closer to that 20% number. Then when we were pretty much at the 20% mark, that is when I implemented the 20% bonus system. And it felt like perfect timing for me. At that point, we had grown a decent amount and we were all, you know, kind of pushing things to get to where we were. But then I was telling them that, hey, I am ready to give you more and there is no cap on this system. You just need to show me that you're willing to give me more. And here's how we can work through this together and and to reach this. So in my opinion, think about your practice and, you know, when you decide to implement one and which one is right for you. Yeah. In most cases, I would say it's about which more than when. You know, I think a bonus system can often be a catalyst to find out who on your team is ready and willing to step it up and who is just looking to coast which the sooner you find that out, the better, assuming you're willing to use that information to your advantage. Yeah, good point. I think there have been a few times with clients where it hasn't felt like the right time to implement a bonus system. The first ones that come to mind are if there are still some toxic employees in place or you know, really kind of some big changes that we need to focus on first or you know, maybe... I guess there's some different scenarios. I think in general, I would I would agree with that. But there's definitely some situations where I've at least advised clients, let's hold off a little bit for a month or two, get through some of this kind of hairy, the, the big waves, and then let's implement a bonus system. Definitely. And I would add to those examples you, you gave and throw in, you know, when you're just transitioning or taking over a practice, you know, I think... You don't just walk in day one and say, okay, guys, we're on this 20% bonus system. You've got to let things sit. But yeah, those are the caveats or some of the caveats. Yeah. And I did, I did the same thing. And I think anytime in an acquisition, you, the staff is not really expecting you to have a bonus system. Even if the previous stock had one, they know that you're, you're in a different situation. You have different loans. You just, so for me, I just told them, you know, we probably need to wait two or three months, kind of see where the dust settles. And that's that's usually what I advise clients to do as well. So that's a good point. That's another good scenario. The third point that I wanted to share is that a bonus system doesn't take away the need to share appreciation with your staff. Bonuses go a long way, but sincere thanks and compliments can go just as far, if not farther at times. Steve and I talked about this on our episode where we talked about making changes that stick in your practice. And we shared how many times staff can come to feel like they earn the or they deserve the bonus. And honestly, I think 
I think there are times where that is definitely true. I mean, if my staff is all working and we're working people in and we are making sure that we don't fall through the cracks with focusing on case acceptance and stuff, I, I think that's that's a valid point. You know, they may they may very well deserve the bonus and I'm happy to give it to them. But a lot of times, as far as what keeps internal motivation high with a lot of employees, it is knowing that they are their effort is being recognized by their boss. So make sure through all of this that you're still doing the little things, that you're you're noticing employees going the extra mile or selling that cosmetic case or staying on top of collections. You know, make sure that you're doing little things, writing little thank you notes or, you know, little gift cards or or stuff like that. Because although those things are very low in cost, they will definitely go a long way. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's it for today. That's all we have. So thanks everyone for listening. Usually right now is, or even a week or two ago is when we'd normally be doing our first launch of the year. But with all that is going on, we decided to hold off a bit and we're actually in the process of totally redoing TOP Academy, our online course and hope to have it fully completed pretty darn soon. We're getting close. So we've been working on it for, I don't know, six, eight months now. And I think it's going to be pretty darn good. Don't worry if you purchased a course already, you will automatically have full access to the new course because that's just ignorant to not do that. Like I said, it's going to be incredible. A lot of work, but granted I'm biased, but man, it's going to be good. If you're interested in discussing working together in some capacity, you can reach out to us or, you know, you're also welcome to wait till our official launch once we kind of get through the clutter of life right now. Otherwise, please give us a like on iTunes or join us on our TLP Facebook page. And until next week, peace. Jump without a net, never break a sweat Cause I live my life like it's all